welcome to the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark Shorten. Thank you to everyone joining us on either YouTube or on the podcast. Big, big show. Um, obviously, we are coming off a week where not a lot happened in the world of basketball, which, to be honest, was a little bit a little bit hard to take, a little bit depressing. It was, it was slow, uh, fortunately. Had some NFL drafts and some EPL to keep me going, but it's nothing like basketball. So hopefully this will, this podcast and this show will scratch that itch. We're talking uh, point guard tiers. I'm going to go through and do the different tiering, the, how I see them uh, whenever it comes to fantasy. Obviously, there is going to be people in here that you're going to disagree with. That's the whole point of it. And there is going to be people in here that you look at and you're like, that person is bona fide superstar. How could they not be in a... Um, certain tier fantasy is a little bit different just because they contribute in real life doesn't necessarily make them fantasy uh, relevant or a fantasy superstar and vice versa um, they they may be an absolute bona fide fantasy gun but real life they might not be too much chops so I'll get a crack how many tiers have I got here I'll try and keep it somewhat so I've got six tiers um, the last couple are filled with um, with scrubs, um, to be perfectly honest, and uh, I'm not going to go too much into those ones, but I'm going to start with my first tier. So this is this is tier one. These are the people who I think should be right at least top ten um, fantasy at an absolute minimum um, across every single position. I've said it before. I think it is really important this year to get your assists and to get um, your guards early in this draft. There is a real big um, drop away, which I'll go through in a second. That's um, generally between what I've got here is um, probably four and five, uh, but we'll start with tier one. So tier one, we've got probably the people that you would expect. We've got Steph Curry, we've got Damian Lillard, and we've got James Harden. So the reason why I've got those three and I don't have others, because uh, there are some people in there that, you, or that aren't in there that you're probably thinking, I was going to take this person first overall or second overall, um, obviously talking Luca. So the reason why I've got Steph, Dame, and I've got James Harden is because they contribute really, really well across the board. They, Curry and Lillard have similar games, both really strong in free throws, both really strong in threes, both really strong in assists and points okay in steals, and they don't really turn the ball over all that much um, compared to other point guards. Um, Curry is slightly better in field goal than Lillard, which is why I've got him slightly higher. I've got him at kind of the top of the top tier. There's obviously health that you've got to take into account with Curry as well, but I don't see that being a factor this year. James Harden, he's the next one in this tier because Harden is an absolute gun across the board. Yes, there is a little bit of concern with um, KD and Kyrie, but I think that James Harden is the uh, is the point guard of that team. I think that he brings people into the game a lot more than Kyrie does, and I don't necessarily think I, we're not going to get Houston Harden sort of points and sort of volume. But he's going to get his. He's always going to get his. And if anything, I think that could be a bit of a boost to his assist numbers, which we saw towards the end of the year anyway. Um, the reason why I've knocked him down a little bit is because he does have games where he turns the ball over a ton, and that can really hurt. Um, we are talking nine categories. Obviously, if there is a 
you're playing in an eight category league or you don't have turnovers as a category, for example. I've seen nine category leagues where they've got offensive and um, and defensive boards as an extra category. That's fine. Um, to be honest, it's probably not the podcast for you then. But um, yes, James Harden is third in that first tier. So tier one, Curry, Lillard, and James Harden. Tier two, the player that you probably expected to be in the first one is Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is joined with Trey Young, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and another surprise would probably be my boy Fred Van Vliet. So Luka, Luka's a, Luka's a stud. I'm a Dallas fan. I absolutely love watching him play. I love the fact that we've got him. Dallas has got him. When it comes to his ability to take on a, take on a game and carry the entire team, it's great. I don't necessarily think that that, Yes, he does have some enormous counting stats when it comes to fantasy, but he does definitely have some gaping holes within his fantasy um, skill set as well. Obviously, he's strong in field goal, which a little bit surprising given how many shots he puts up. Really strong in threes, really strong in boards, really strong in assists, and really strong in points. That's five. So he's okay in steals. like He's not going to do too much for you, but he definitely does tank free throw, and he definitely does tank turnovers. So... If he can get his free throw percentage strong, then he is going to be, in that tier one, he's going to be probably the best player um, in the fantasy game. But he currently doesn't. He gets to the line seven shots a game, um, and he's only making like 74%, which is which is tough. Um, those are numbers that are really tough to combat whenever it comes to um, trying to win that category. Yeah, he doesn't block. You'll notice that I haven't um, really spoken about blocks as a um, as a tanking or th- threes, for example, as a tanking. The way that I look at tanking is what categories are going to make you go backwards. Obviously, you can't go backwards in counting stats, ones that obviously count up. You can go backwards in free throw. You can go backwards in uh, field goal. And obviously, turnovers is a negative category in itself. So those are the ones that I look at whenever it comes to the tanking standpoint. So no, no one player on this list is going to have three, or sorry, he's going to have four tanking points because in my eyes, those categories don't exist. Trey Young, he's the next player in tier two. Free throw percentage, threes, assists, and points. Obviously, all things that he's an absolute stud in. He's surprisingly okay in field goal. Um, he's okay in steals as well. Again, he's not somebody who's going to set the world up, but he certainly doesn't tank that area. And and turnovers he yeah he has some shockers um so that's why i've got him in there as well again similar to to luca he can absolutely turn the game on he can he can carry you in one or two categories but there is certain areas that he hasn't really picked it up in steals being one of them and he turns the ball over a lot um especially given his high assist rate as well both him and luca are going to turn the ball over quite a bit Shane Gilgis-Alexander. Now, he is somebody who I could have potentially made the case um, to go into Tier 1 just because he contributes across the board. So he's great in both percentages, both field goal and free throw. He shoots a couple of threes a game. He gets you know six assists a game and gets into your low 20s in points. All really good, all really consistent. He's not going to get you 12 assists a game. He's not going to get you 40 points. He's not going to shoot 10 threes for you, which is okay, but he is pretty damn consistent. He is 
okay in steals, which is an area that I think that he should be able to get a bit better in. He's actually pretty decent whenever it comes to blocks as well. So for a guard, he's just under a block per game, um, and he's pretty decent whenever it comes to rebounds as well. He does he does have a few turnovers, so he doesn't have the same sort of numbers as a Luca or a Trey or a Harden is going to have whenever it comes to turnovers, but in relation to his assist numbers, then they are pretty high. So he's going to get you just under three turnovers a game on six assists per game, which is a turnover ratio of two to one, or once to whichever way you want to look at it. Um, whereas the other guys are going to get you three or four, um, potentially even five, but they've obviously got the really high assist numbers to go with that. Um, Fred Van Vliet, he's the other one. Free throw, threes, assists, steals. I absolutely love his steal numbers um, and points. He's okay. He's actually really pretty good whenever it comes to the turnover side. He's only getting... You're only going to get two turnovers a game from him, maybe a little bit more, and he's going to go for seven assists, eight assists per game. So he's somebody that I really, really like. I was going to put him in tier one. I actually separated these two tiers because I thought having seven plays in the top tier was a little bit much, but I like all of these guys within the top 20. I think SGA inside top 20, I think Fred Van Vliet inside the top 20 puts you in a really, really good starting point for your draft. Yes, you're going to turn heads. Yes, you're going to get people that think that you're being a bit foolish. But I think that it is a winning formula this year. I will go into it in a bit, but it drops off quick. Tier 3. Westbrook, LeBron, De'Aaron Fox, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, and LaMelo Ball. So... There are some big names in here. Um, Westbrook and LeBron... I think that those two guys are bona fide stars, obviously. They do tank it pretty hard whenever it comes to two of those categories or two of those three categories that I mentioned before. So, yeah, they're going to be pretty similar whenever it comes to field goal, to boards, to assists, to um, to steals, to points. They're going to be okay with that. Um, LeBron's a bit better in threes than Westbrook. Um, he's going to get some more blocks than Westbrook. Both of them tank free throw at pretty high volume and both of them turn the ball over a ton. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play with each other this year. But I don't like those two inside the top seven point guards that I've mentioned. De'Aaron Fox, I think he's really good. I think he's got a little bit of a way to go whenever it comes to his fantasy value. So he's really strong from a guard standpoint in field goal. Um, He's really good whenever, uh, obviously, when it comes to the uh, counting stats of assists and steals, and he's pretty damn good whenever it comes to points. Doesn't really shoot too many threes, which is a warning sign for a, a guard side. He's okay with turnovers, but he tanks free throw hard as well. I think that if you're creating around a point guard team, and look, my strategy here of take your guards early because there's bigs later in the draft um, might not be for everybody. Uh, but if it is for you, then there are certain point guards that you need to have that or you don't necessarily need to have if you are going to win that game. Those three guys, Westbrook, LeBron, and Fox, are guys who are going to really hurt your free throw percentage. The same reason why you wouldn't necessarily take Giannis for a free throw percentage build, or you wouldn't start off by taking a Rudy Gobert or um, getting a, not that he's relevant now, but an Andre Drummond, um, because they're just going to hurt. So um, the next person that I've got... Kyrie Irving, looking at the the areas that he contributes in, looking at the areas where he he will potentially win you um, games, 
It's across the board. If he stayed healthy and every single guard on this list played 80 games for the year, 70 last year, 80-odd 80, 80 this year, then Kyrie Irving would probably be the best player in um, in the drafts. He'd be the best point guard, and I don't necessarily know if you can argue with that. He's got the upside of, of uh, Steph Curry. He has got the... Um, the field goal to to go along with that, he is someone who does it all across the board, doesn't really turn the ball over as well. But the biggest issue with Kyrie Irving is his potential minutes as well as any sort of a injury scare or him going walkabout and him disappearing on the team. If you're not concerned about that, Kyrie Irving is definitely somebody that you want to take early. If you think that this is the year that he's going to stick around, absolutely jump at Kyrie because he's a I was about to swear that he's an absolute jet. Um, so that's why I've got him in tier three as opposed to tier one or two, just because those, those are concerns about what he did last year, what he did the year before that, him potentially shutting down whenever he's not happy with the team or the media or whatever. Um, there are some really big red flags whenever it comes to Kyrie Irving. Chris Paul I've got next. Again, he's somebody who's an absolute weapon. I don't need to go too much into Chris Paul. He... What you do need to know about him is that he doesn't really turn the ball over um, and he gets you some high assists. So again, if you can put up with the fact that he is an aging body, he's stayed relatively healthy the last two years against everybody's better judgment, take Chris Paul. Um, and then finally, Lamelo. I think Lamelo is going to take another step this year. He has already been really good in uh, threes, assists, steals. He's been pretty good whenever it comes to uh, boards and both percentages, which was a bit of a surprise. He does turn the ball over a bit, but again, we're getting into, we're going into the second year of this guy and he is going to have another season playing with his team. He has got a better center. He's got a better team around him now, a team that is going to um, make more shots than what they did last year. So I think his assist numbers definitely could increase as well. So. Westbrook, LeBron, Fox, Irving, Chris Paul, and uh, LaMelo Ball. That rounds out Tier 3. Tier 4. Um, so this is where it starts to get a little bit iffy. So Donovan Mitchell, Drew Holiday, Devin Booker, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, John Morant, Ben Simmons, and Kyle Lowry. So if you're in your draft and you haven't got any of the players that I've previously mentioned, anyone in those Tier 1, 2s, and 3s, then I would start to worry and you might need to reach for some of these guys. Um, but these are the guys that you're probably going to be looking at in the late 30s, early 40s to 60 range. So you, I mean, you're probably thinking Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Ja Morant, Ben Simmons are probably all going to be gone at that stage. That's okay. If they slip, this is the point to take them. I don't necessarily think you should reach for these guys before that. So Donovan Mitchell, for example. Yes, he is great whenever it comes to free throw percentage, threes and points. Really, really good. No issues there. He is okay. So he last year he had a career high in assists at 5.2. He's okay with a steal per game. And he's okay with like 45% shooting. He does also get you nearly two and a half turnovers a game. So... Two and a half turnovers compared to five, a career high in five assists per game is concerning. So I think that Donovan Mitchell is probably going to take another step up whenever it comes to points and threes and um, getting to line and all that sort of stuff. 
but I think Mike Conley is going to run the offense again, and I think that he is somebody that I would be a little bit concerned about reaching too early for. Because the way I see him and the way I see Devin Booker, if I can jump to him, is the same. Okay with assists, turn the ball over a lot compared to their assists, decent percentages, decent points. That's about it. Nothing on the defensive end. You can get those players later in your draft. I made a mistake last year of reaching for Devin Booker um, in a lot of leagues. I've made the mistake in reaching for um, Donovan Mitchell in one of my leagues, and I really wasn't happy with it. Like, as soon as I clicked the button, I thought, ah, oh, I made a mistake here. I jumped the gun because I was concerned about missing out on a point guard. Point guard's been flying off the off the board, and it was a mistake, and I had to live with it for, throughout the year because I wasn't willing to um, accept a trade for their actual value whenever I paid over that value, if that makes sense. So just be wary whenever it comes to those point-heavy guards that don't assist. You can get points later. You can get a my favorite person to throw in there. You can get a Norman Powell later. Going to get you 20 points a game. Not going to get you much more than that. But that'll cover that sort of gap that you maybe miss out on with uh, without taking a Booker or a Mitchell. Drew Holiday, I really love him here. If he is, He's somebody that I'm probably going to reach for anyway just because he's just – an absolute stud whenever it comes to field goal. He's going to make him at 50% um, over the course of the year, and he's really consistent with that as well. Seven assists per game, nearly two steals per game. He's okay with threes. Um, he's not great at the line, but he doesn't really turn the ball over either. So Drew Holiday is another person I love. Malcolm Brogdon, again in Tier 4, free throw, threes, uh, points, assists, okay in field goal, and uh, okay in turnovers. The biggest concern here is health, and the biggest concern here is uh, DeMontis Sabonis taking another step in his career as well. So I would be a little bit concerned about um, Brogdon. I think that he has um, he played out of his skin last year before he got injured. So I think a bit of a regress to the mean here is on the cards. Ja Morant, I don't love him, to be honest. A lot of people reach for him because he is a he's a sexy player to watch. He is somebody who lights it up and can light up on the highlight reel. But for me, he only really contributes in assists, and he's pretty average with everything else. So he's not going to – yeah, he's probably last year, I think he started with like a 40-point game. Probably going to do it again this year. He can do that. But over the course of the season, he's going to have stinkers. He is okay from the field. He's okay from the line. Doesn't shoot a lot of threes. Doesn't steal the ball. Doesn't block. Um, and he tanks whenever it comes to turnovers. So be mindful of John Morant. Let him slide down the boards. If you can, Ben Simmons, he has copped an absolute barrage from the media, from teammates and from his coach and everything in the offseason or since the postseason finished. And justifiable um, the way he played in the, in the playoffs, but from a fantasy standpoint, that could mean that he slips, which is great news for us. Field goal, boards, assists and steals. He's okay whenever it comes to um, to a block as well. He does tank free throw. He does tank turnovers. But if you need a steals and assist sort of guy, Ben Simmons in this fourth tier is a, is a really good shout. And closing out the fourth tier, we've got Kyle Lowry. So Kyle Lowry has moved homes. He's now in Miami, I'm pretty sure. He is really strong whenever it comes to getting to the line and making shots at the line. Three-pointers, he is probably going to lead their team. I know they've got Duncan Robinson, but I don't really care uh, for him. Kyle Lowry is going to lead the team when it comes to that. 
assists and steals really, really strong. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot either. You've probably seen a little bit of a trend here in those um, those older point guards, those point guards who have been around the league for a lot of time, those guards who look as though they've got a lot of time on the ball tend to be the ones who turn the ball over less. So Lowry's another one for that. He's okay when it comes to points. He does shoot the ball horribly, though. He does tank whenever it comes to field goal. So again, Mitchell, Drew, Booker, Brogdon, uh, John Morant, Ben Simmons, and Kyle Lowry. That rounds out my tier four. And then this is where, if you haven't got a point guard by this point, then uh, just pack it in. Don't worry about going for those guard stats because there's there's no real point. Um, this is where we start to really start to pick up the scraps. So tier five, going to be a long list here. So we've got Kemba Walker. We've got Lonzo Ball, Spencer Dinwiddie. Those are probably... and. Terry Rozier, maybe Devontae Graham um, are the ones that I'd be looking at in this group. Kemba, you know my thoughts on Kemba. His body's letting down, but he can still produce. Lonzo, in a new home, I think he will be able to produce as well. Spencer Dinwiddie, um, he's going to put up some big numbers, but the percentages and the turnovers are going to hurt there. Uh, Rozier coming off a big year. I think there's a bit of a regress to the mean. Um and Devontae Graham, again, similar to Dinwiddie, could put up big numbers, but will hurt you on percentages. You've got um, Colin Sexton. You've got Darius Garland. Be interesting to see how those two go. Uh, Cade Cunningham. I think he has the potential to be a Tier 3 type guy this year, but there is concerns over the fact that it is his first season um, in the league. DeJounte Murray, I love him, but I think that there is concerns over his rounded out game he doesn't assist a lot for a point guard he's probably one of those guys who you pick up if you need um if you need steals later in the draft dennis schroeder i have nothing to say about dennis schroeder um i have nothing nice to say about dennis schroeder mike conley um d'angelo russell um, Jared Suggs, Jamal Murray. I don't know his ETA. He's not somebody that I'm going to be drafting because I'm pretty sure he's out for the entire year, but I don't 100% know that. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, Derek White, Marcus Smart, and Kevin Porter Jr. So that's a long list. Uh, obviously, if you're watching it on YouTube, you can see the list next to me. There's a lot of players on there, and there's someone there that you're thinking D'Angelo Russell probably should be higher. Um, your Kembers, your Lonzo should be higher. And then you're maybe looking at it and you go, Dennis Schroeder should be lower. Um, you look at it and you go, Colin Sex and Darius Garland should be lower. Marcus Smart should be lower. This is the way that I see it in terms of return on investment. And if you need to get if you need to get a point guard for those guard stats. So those are the guys that I like in this area. And then finally, tier six, we're looking at Derek Rose, we're looking at DeLon Wright, who I think has got some sleeper value. You've got TJ McConnell. You've got Kobe White, which just hurts me to say. Um, you've got Markel Fultz. You've got Goran Dragic. You've got Cole Anthony. You've got Tyler Hero. You've got Seth Curry, um, Eric Bledsoe, and Ricky Rubio. So those last two players are in new homes. Um, Eric Bledsoe, he is in... LA, I think. I think he's at the Clippers after bouncing from, I want to say, New Orleans to Memphis and then to uh, the Clippers. 
all likelihood is that uh, Kawhi Leonard misses the entire year. There is a little bit of value there to be had for um, Bledsoe, but I don't think that he is anybody worth um, reaching for unless it's like a real late pick. He is somebody to watch, but I don't necessarily think that he is somebody that's going to put up value. And then Ricky Rubio, he's now in Cleveland. So he's going to potentially come off the bench behind Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. They've also got Isaac Okoro there. So again, not somebody who has produced with minutes. He's somebody I took last year because I was desperate for guard stats because I didn't get my point guards early and it burnt me because he was coming off the bench and didn't have the minutes. So what I have to say, I've said it all along, get your guards early. If you're in a league with me, um, get your guards late so that I can get mine early. But if you're not in a league with me, get your cards early because those stats drop off after the first uh, 15, 20 guards. And then those last ones that I mentioned, you're not winning a league if those are your best point guards. So that's about all from me. Um, if you've got any questions, shoot us a, uh, shoot us a message or um, add us on any of the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, for any more information. Draft Guide is on its way. I'm working on that. And um, I do have a couple of open spots in a couple of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. So if you are interested, let me know. But until next time, don't forget to rate and subscribe.